Welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing you a full dive of all the news, discussion, and insights you need for virtual reality gaming. Our podcast is brought to you by Asterian Products. They're a top-selling company on Amazon. They design amazing VR and AR products. Check out their Asterian or a VR headset stand if you haven't. I'm Jay Bratt. I'm a VR YouTuber and streamer. And I am Matt Bratt, a VR enthusiast who enjoys being a cat in VR. We have two long-awaited special guests this episode. We got D Scruffles and Stratus from the Rough Talk VR podcast. If you haven't listened to them, you got to check them out. For our listeners who haven't heard of you guys, uh, you want to tell them a little bit about yourselves? Yeah, so we're a father-son podcast team. We've been going since, geez, what, May 20, 2021? Just over a year. Yeah, yeah. a little, little bit over a year. Uh, since we launched, we've kind of like upped up, upped our production schedule quite a bit. We're at like, geez, I think like 120 episodes, something like that. So wow. we've been, nice. you know, one or two episodes every week. You know, we usually the format we try to do is we like to review either an official game on the Oculus Store or an App Lab game. Keep it mostly Oculus Quest, actually pretty much all, all Oculus, Oculus Quest. Quest. So either an App <laughs> Lab or an official game. And then, you know, the second episode of week is usually either discussing news or nine times out of 10, we're interviewing a different developer of a game we reviewed recently. Yeah. And the father son niche was definitely, we knew we were going to do a podcast on something someday. And we've been gaming as a family since you were like, geez, two, yeah. three, I had you with the mouse. And then the Sega Dreamcast and then PlayStation yeah, had and everything and everything in between. And when VR dropped, we were both like, this is it. This is uh, yeah. definitely where this is the future of where we see gaming. Anyways, it's something we always we're hoping we'd see in our lifetimes anyways and yeah. it's something we can do together it, it was kind of a no-brainer like you said we had played around with the idea of a podcast for a couple of years we were like all right we we like mma so it's like do we do a podcast about mma or ufc there's a lot of those you know you do a, a podcast about news or politics it's easy to lose your entire friends and family in like a week <laughs> not good to do that so it no. was like you know what do we do a podcast for so we always wanted to do it didn't know exactly what to do and then like you said we we got the headsets and have that, a look back. Yeah, that was all of our discussion. So it kind of became a no brainer. That is that is really awesome. And I've got to say, I think it's the first time I guess we had Theron from the Scuttlebutt podcast, mm -hmm. but first time we've had like a full VR podcast guesting on the show. So it's really cool uh, for those of you out here who made it here because of your rough talk fans. and You don't know us. Our podcast is here to keep you up to date in the VR realm. We answer questions from our communities. We talk about some of the latest, greatest VR news, and then we discuss the games we've been playing recently. So, of course, we're on YouTube. But we're more popular on audio platforms because you can take us absolutely anywhere. And we're on pretty much every single one that I know of. Because we said we were going to have you guys on, we did have some questions, quite a few specifically to Rough Talk that we'll be asking you as well. So the first Sweet. question here is from Chili's94. They said, are there any VR YouTubers you would love to do a collab with but never got a chance to? And I've got to say, honestly having another podcast on today was super exciting for me. So I'm super happy we're doing this because I always have said, oh, it'd be so cool if we got another VR podcast to come hang out. So I'm really excited you guys are here, actually. I feel like we're a podcast super group right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, uh, for a VR YouTuber that I'd love to have on the podcast, so not specifically a VR YouTuber, but Jacksepticeye <laughs> is like kind of the one that like started having VR videos like way back in the day. He's kind of not really doing that now, but and he's obviously a really big YouTuber, so I don't think he'd ever be on the podcast, but that'd be really cool. It would just be an interesting person to talk to. Yeah. What about you guys? I'll take Mr. Beast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, wouldn't on, I wouldn't mind being on his YouTube channel. Yeah. Just once. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. 
No, I think honestly, yeah, I think I know where you're going with it, and yeah. I totally agree. Uh, we've always had the mentality, you know, we talk about a lot with developers. VR is too small to have like it's a great community. Yeah, you can't have mm-hmm. any competitive nature, so it's like we've always wanted to do some more, you know, podcast appearances. It just we're not full time. We record on the weekend, so sometimes scheduling can be tough to like go appear mm-hmm. on other podcasts. So, I mean, shit. To be honest with you, we're pr- we're just happy to be on another VR podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Me. Yeah, I hope we do more stuff in the future. Maybe we could do some gaming stuff too. That'd be nice. Heck yes. Yeah, I I like Nat's answer there too because I think that, of course, obviously Jack is huge, but even besides, I think he'd be a really interesting person to talk to because it seems like he's a VR lover, but he has learned over time that his VR videos on his channel don't always do super well, mm-hmm. and so he's kind of like maybe he does less. Maybe it's because, as you guys probably know, recording VR is a whole other nightmare. Like if you can sit and just play Fortnite or something, like it's so easy to do that. You know, sit and play Happy Wheels like he used to. It's easy, but trying to make full on VR content creation videos is so tough. Yeah, I give I give credit to anytime I see somebody that that's doing it. Because it's like, I know the amount of work that goes even into just audio programming. It's like, we've said it before on the podcast, you know, an hour worth of content is easily 12 hours worth of work. It's not as Mm -hmm. simple as just, and that doesn't even count the actual, you know, playtime of a game or, Mm -hmm. you know, some little bit of research you have to do on a company or such. And this credit kind of expands to everybody involved in VR, not just content creators. It's like, you know, content creators choosing to go with VR as either a podcast topic or your youtube channel like you said you're not picking the most profitable thing and that goes to developers Mm -hmm. too it's Mm -hmm. like you could go do a shooter on a console or a much more popular you know subgenre that's proven but you're taking the chance you're going to vr you know that goes to sound designers at the composers everybody involved in vr is they're not doing it for the money they're taking a it's a risk it's a passion yep and something you gotta love where you wouldn't do it but i think everyone doing it right now in any capacity they're risk takers because Anybody could take an easier route to content creation mm-hmm. other than going, no, I'm going to do what I like to do and what excites me. And then you just hope that resonates to the the people you actually get to talk to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so excited that we're we're all talking today because we're all like VR enthusiasts. I mean, we always have <laughs> VR people, but yeah. I can feel I can feel the excitement and love for VR from you guys. So I'm really excited. This is, this oh, is yeah. going to be great. If I'm not killing my battery once a day, I feel like I... <laughs> I majorly screwed up. <laughs> Something's wrong. I need my VR fix. I mean, I've been gaming since Pong. So it's like to see the world change from rectangles and squares, which were supposed to be circles and edges, to, you know, immersiveness that's, you know, some games, you know, you get into it, it's like, it's serious immersion. So to me, it's just freaking incredible. And to know what's going more is like, yeah, I want to be all over that. I don't want to be catching the wheel. Uh, we have another question also from Chili's 94 from our Discord. Um, I think this could be everybody that answers. What video game franchise would you like to see add a new entry to their lineup, but with VR implemented? I feel like we've had this question a couple times. Yeah, maybe you guys should answer this yeah. since I think we definitely have. Uh, I'm a big <laughs> fan of, you know, anything Star Wars, specifically Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> it's a turn-based game. Mm-hmm. So how would that work in VR? You need to revamp the the control scheme but you know they're they're remastering star wars Knights of the old republic now for the the playstation it'd be cool if they put some effort into a vr port too you know i'm just saying port it over now mine mine was always going to be rockstar but they're allegedly and in, in vr i've learned until we see it it's not real mm, true. <laughs> to me that's like that's that's because you got you know so many different options after that happens yeah so anything officially grand theft auto for you yeah i'll take it 
I'd take some Red Dead Redemption, you know, anything oh, yeah. to that level. And then I, you know, and I'm talking, you know, not for PC VR or anything, but for a quest. Come on. Mm-hmm. That that I've been holding out for. But even um some activity from EA would be nice, you know, if they put out a good product, EA sport product. But I'm I'm really wanting a Rockstar product. When they said Grand Theft Auto San Andreas was coming, I was like, this is it. I've got everything I want. That between Resident <laughs> yep. Evil 4 and that, I think Mario 64 is like the only thing left that I'm like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> and that would, even that would be freaking incredible. Yeah. Loco Dojo Unlimited is kind of my, uh, that's my Mario party now, but I'd love yeah, to see the, the official IP of Mario. You said it forever. Yeah. Mario party in VR would be a no brainer. Come on, Nintendo, get on it. Well, we had another question from Starsight who asked, what's the favorite VR channel that's not your own or that you are a part of? Which I think that's pretty funny that I w- if anyone would think, oh, it's my own channel. I don't think I don't think most creators are like my channel is my favorite. Uh, for me, I've got to say uh, one of the ones that I've watched the longest time and probably one of the that helped kind of inspire my idea to start my own channel. Uh, Mike from VR Oasis. Mm-hmm. I think he does great videos, super informative, really helpful, and just seems like a nice guy. Uh, so I think that's probably been one of my go-to channels for you know several years now, even before I started my channel. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you think, Matt? I agree. <laughs> that is our, that is the full dive answer, <laughs> apparently. So how, how about the rough talk answer or answers? <laughs> that is great. I might no. piggyback his. The problem is that we own them all, so I don't know how we can pick any. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, that is a funny <laughs> question. Uh, just have some fun. No, I mean, uh, favorite VR channel, it's, you know, I think a lot of people can attest this. You know, we ask developers a lot, like, hey, what's your favorite game to play? And sometimes it, that goes down a whole rabbit hole of, of game discussion, but oftentimes the answer is like, I'll be honest with you, I don't have much time to, to play mm-hmm. games. And I think that that probably extends a lot to content creators as well, like, you know, oh, yeah. I spend a lot of time editing, rewatching our own footage, rewatching our own podcast. So at this point, I, I don't have a lot of time to, you know, watch the content. I, shit, I'm I'm so far behind on all the TV shows and stuff that uh, and the podcast that I I listened to before we started arts. It, it can be hard to go find, you know, other content to, to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for favorite channels, I'd say anybody doing long form content. So like you guys, mm-hmm. I know yes. there's like the the. Between Realities podcast, then there's mm-hmm. the, the Rendered Reality podcast. I give a lot of props to long form content on YouTube because it goes back to what we said before. It's, you know, you know how YouTube is. They want, you know, transitions, 10 seconds on one sec on one <laughs> clip, then 10 seconds on another different angle. It's like ADD's dream, you know, and it's like that's not exactly what <laughs> podcasting is. You, you referenced it too before. And the same thing for us. Most of our following is on audio podcast you go watch mm-hmm. click on our our youtube channel is 200 followers uh well, there's more than 200 people who listen to the podcast but youtube and podcast unless you're joe rogan it's not the best mix yeah so <laughs> i give props to anybody you know just saying screw it i'm not going for what's making a million bucks i'm just gonna put my long form vr content on youtube anyway mm-hmm. yeah i could steal that answer but truthfully <laughs> in a lot of my spare time i'll i'll kind of listen to like things off topic i mean there's even situations of games that I won't look at screenshots for. I don't want to hear no news about. That's mm-hmm. how you are with Red Matter 2 right now. You refuse to even look I, at the... I'm, I'm telling you how even good the, the graphics are. I'm like, look nope. at this trailer. He's like, I'm keeping it nope. 100% organic. <laughs> Delete it. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> it's, it's not later in the podcast that we we're going to talk about that or anything at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, I've been looking. I'll say that. I've been tra- yeah, trying no, to convince been him. trying to send me stuff. And, but there's, there's situations. So it's like, if I'm not doing VR stuff and whatever, I might listen to like, 
you know, a non-genre podcast or yep. YouTube. I'm all over the place. Uh, it's like all kinds. I'll just go down the rabbit hole if I'll start yep. with oh, one because yeah. I saw it on yeah. IG. So I click. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Mr. Beast earlier. I know. You're- yeah, I've watched a couple of his videos, but who hasn't? You know, mm-hmm. I mean. Oh, yeah. We've all, we've all watched him go from from really just a name popping up to now like the name popping up. It's it's mm-hmm. absolutely bizarre. So I, I watched that more out of respect and then hearing some of his backstory and going. But podcasts are usually totally off topic. So yeah. it's not like <laughs> nice. I'll work all day, all the time. Yeah, I think that's similar to what I said. It's just, sometimes you do so much in VR. You said you're draining mm-hmm. a battery a day. It's it's tough to go watch. That's a more. minimum. You're touching on something that this is a bit of a rabbit hole, but I think that's also why VR content creation for gaming specifically is really tough Mm -hmm. because I know I'm not going to go watch any YouTuber play a VR game until I played it myself. Right. Yep. Because I don't want the spoilers. I want to experience VR makes you feel unlike, you know, normal gaming can, but it's not the same. I want to feel those things myself, get the first impression myself the first time. And that's where like VR gaming videos can be so hard to make and so hard to get people to watch because most people want to play it first. And if they don't play it first, then they don't watch it. And yeah, it's kind of a tough cycle. Sometimes the carryover of the quality of video you see too looks like mm-hmm. well just it looks like crap but the actual mm-hmm. game really looks good if you're in it mm-hmm. but you know i've done that even <laughs> casting the tvs but like i swear it looks so much better in here right That's my- yeah. <laughs> sometimes i've had my friends who i'm still trying to convince again to vr be like you should layer the the gameplay footage over this the the green screen which i agree that's a great idea but sometimes i'll take the footage and i'll put it up and i'm like man it people doesn't are, do it justice people are gonna think i'm lying during the podcast yeah it's got great graphics <laughs> trust me yeah, look just, at this glitchy looking thing. So it's, and <laughs> I'll say kind of what you said before. It's like, yeah, a lot of people do like to to build their own opinion, but I feel like for us that are content creators, it's even even worse because you never want to be that person who's just parroting the the hive mind of what everybody's saying, mm-hmm. and it's impossible to not be influenced if you watched her. So it's like somebody said something. Now, now you play it. It's one thing if you're a consumer, that's okay, but like you know, you you don't want to just parry parrot that the same thing the last guy said because hey you, you are biased now i'd agree yep. with that but that's why i'm also yeah. very selective it's not like mm-hmm. i won't you know go deep into other games it's just when somebody when a game's coming out and the hype is like that talked about and that hype mm-hmm. and i'm sure it'll be the same with rockstar you know san andreas um i'm probably going to avoid any any footage or promises or, or anything even opinions you like to stay away from i want it- that first and i think that's what i told you about um red matters i want to i want that first time i put the turn that thing on and it fires up to a loading screen maybe some people have already seen it i have not i fully agree and uh the next few questions so we told our discord that rough talk was coming on and they got pretty excited so we got questions they're directed directly to you to answer so the first Uh one of course from play psvr the podcast asks of course the most ridiculous question they said my wife gave me 69 dollars to buy whatever (laughs) game i want on oculus quest 2 i want to buy a game that will make her love me what should it be and why? Roses and therapy. No, I'm no, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I think she, already, well, I think she told, told you, you what game she wants you to, to buy her. The, yeah. the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The oddly specific amount of money. That's yeah, a pretty, pretty good tell. Not 70, not 65, you know. Nope. No, let, I think we could split this answer. Yeah, we had discussed it. You know, we kind of came up with two different game titles, but same core concept of answer. Uh, you know, there's there's any really good social multiplayer game like I had said walkabout. I think you had said what cookout. I said cookout. Yeah, that because you good can community. squirt each other with it's the, silly, you know, laughing, having mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, we had a blast with that one. Walkabout's a good one too because you know you're not reliant on the other person to be successful either. 
But then, uh, but you know, that's like what a fifteen twenty dollar game. Mm-hmm. Take that other, you know, forty five dollars and go have a nice night out. Go we'll get spend dinner. some time together. Go get a movie, something like that. Go, uh, go rent something. Sixty nine dollars with the, uh, the Oculus, you're gonna get a whole library of games. Just buy one and go have a nice date. <laughs> I would if, just... if she needs to love you, you know. A serious answer to a very <laughs> silly question. Right? I'll it. give you the serious answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I would stick with the innuendo that she already gave you when yeah. she slapped the sixty nine in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, geez, yeah, any any social game. So cookout, walkabout, golf plus, all of those are good. Even Demio, go buy Demio together. You know, any yes. load up on I social agree. games. Don't go put a gun in her hands either, unless she's that type of chick, you know. But, uh, you know, just good social, social, social games are good. Social games to build the love, not not shooter games. <laughs> to build the anger. Hey, I, 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 I had to stop myself because I was like, ah, you know what? Fuck, that might be the best one to get. Pop one, you know? Well, <laughs> it's I'll social and you. a shooter. <laughs> so we have another question. This one's from BDL Baseball. And it is, again, for... You two from Rough Talk VR. What's your favorite non-game VR experience? You want to start with this one? Yeah, I actually I had a blast with Madrid Noir, which is, I mean, it's not a game, and it is an experience, but it's kind of more like a movie with a, a really compelling story mm-hmm. that somehow just sucked me right in. Madrid Noir, I think, was was thus far as it stands to this moment, my best non-game experience. Because I, I actually felt some emotion out of it. So to me, I'm like, if I can read a book or watch a movie or see a VR experience and I get some sort of actual physical emotion, maybe even a little teary-eyed, home run, man. You did it. Because yeah. you, you compelled me enough that I forgot everything around me. You had my full attention and you did something good that made me feel a good way. Even like those positive experiences. So get I'd, Madrid more. I'd agree with that. Uh, it's hard to pick a different one because I've never had a... a like movie experience in VR bring tears to my eyes. And we both had the same reaction. Madrid I was in balling. I was yeah, welling yeah. up that, a little here. You that's know? what I mean by tears <laughs> to the eyes. You know, I, I would say cry if it was rolling down the cheeks, but we had some, some watery eyes by the end. An uh, honorable mention though was Goliath. Cause that was the first one I did that really utilized, uh, you know, recording your own voice and utilizing that later. And in a, a really cool, but kind of freaky way, Goliath is a hundred percent free too. So it's like, ah, I think that's an honorable mention, but I think Madrid Noir is the best one. Nice. Got to check that out. I haven't checked that out yet. Yeah, I'm I would trying definitely. to remember if I've checked it out or not. I definitely have never tried Goliath, so now I'm going to have to look that one up because the whole voice thing you said is kind of making me curious. That one's really interesting. Yeah, just to, uh, I mean, I guess plug ours. We we interviewed uh, the director of Madrid Noir as well, and I mean, uh, really cool people, uh, really good movie. It's probably like, what, 30 minutes? 40 30, minutes? 45 minutes. It's like animated. There's a a film reel. I didn't think I was going to love it as much as I did. No, I thought it was going to be a little too childish for me. But uh, no, Major Noir was a damn good one. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, some new stuff out there for you to check out. Another one that's kind of top of my mind as you brought that up. Notes on Blindness was one Mm, that I remembered. Or uh, if you want one that's, of course, very relevant and very heavy, uh, Traveling While Black, I watched. Mm. I actually recorded, had that on the channel uh, a long time ago some very heavy and that's the thing about vr cinema too people don't realize you know we all game in it but man the filmmaking experiences can be so powerful and so moving that it's really interesting to watch yeah no i've been uh, i actually have, have wanted to to try that one i heard it was really good like it's a really good experience and it tells a 
I guess a historically true story, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's all based on, uh, I won't give you spoilers because I've learned already that you're not a spoiler kind of person. <laughs> no, I don't uh, like the spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely based on some very real life events. So I'd recommend checking it out. So we got one last question specifically for you. Shave Dog on our Discord, big sports fan says, what is one gamer experience that is currently missing from the VR landscape that you think could open the floodgates to taking VR truly to the consumer masses? And in Shave's opinion, of course, it's having dedicated 360 cameras at all venues and sporting events. So we're talking, you know, the Super Bowl. We're talking soccer. We're talking always having 360 cameras so you can just hop in and watch your favorite sports. What do you think is going to bring VR to that next level, though? I am already on board with what he's proposing, that why, you know, why you can't sit ringside at a fight and have better seats than you could if you pay. And I'm, and I'm telling you, I think I even mentioned for a couple of sporting events, I would probably pay more than the ticket value for a, a sky seat for a VR mm -hmm. seat. If it was, you mm -hmm. know, and like he said, uh, I'm not a huge sports fan. Mixed martial arts, probably it. And then I, of course I watch the world series and the super bowl, like the rest of the world, but why that's not already an option, even from the networks is it's just, it's kind of like blown my mind. But yeah, to me, that's a game changer just because of the sheer amount of NASCAR fans. I mean, you're in VR in the freaking car uh, sitting next to them. Yeah, exactly. Looking at them getting sweaty because you're going 200 miles an hour, but it's, it's limitless. And that's the sports population in itself is so massive that it would really only take one to, to launch it off for the, because what works for one, they all do. You know, you got cameras that fly over the ceiling. We got cameras that fly over the ceiling. It's just the way it is. Yeah. I, and I think that it would be cool concerts if it was more too. like private and like, mm -hmm. you know, when they do the concerts and they try to load up everybody yeah, and at the same people. time and then it, it gets glitchy and stuff like that. I just want a private room. So like, yeah, mm -hmm. instead of, you know, because that that was the issue that happened with, uh you know, what was it during the Super Bowl? They had the, the live concert and everybody tried to hop in and it crashed. It's like, I don't need to see a thousand other real people. I just want me or maybe a buddy. That's it. Yeah, we have different limits, mm -hmm. but getting it exposed to the masses with that ability. Because mm -hmm. now you're turning on also, you know, a whole bunch of people who probably never would have put VR on. But it's like, well, sure. grandpa likes his sports, you know, he really mm -hmm. wants to see it. Like it's a no brainer, almost like pay-per-view revenue at that point. Yeah, totally. No, I've been screaming that off air a lot that like anytime I see a sporting event, I'm like, I just don't get it. <laughs> just one, one freaking camera. Even this is your only option. This is where you sit, you know, courtside for the basketball games. Yeah. I, I can't disagree with that. I mean, every mm -hmm. other experience I would say is on its way. I mean, Grand Theft Auto theoretically is in development and mm -hmm. hopefully that's still looking good. Then there's all on board. We we talk probably once a month about wanting board games, but now there's a board game game coming. So mm -hmm. in theory, in theory. So everything that I want is on its way. I guess the, the, the sports is definitely the best answer there. Yeah. I can tell Stratus has been burned many times. Like I have, with you know, <laughs> the, the, the king of, uh, the king of pre-release on Steam back in the day. You said you know? it before. You've been around since mm. Pong. Yeah, I've seen some disappointment. <laughs> I've learned that promises don't mean you no know, one. don't mean results. <laughs> Until the game is in front of you on your screen, whether in VR or on a, a monitor, yeah. it's not real. Yeah. So we'll see. Oh. <laughs> Too true and sadly something we're actually going to be covering in today's mm -hmm. news section. But before we talk about all of your VR game news, we got to tell you about our sponsor. If you hang out with the podcast and you don't know them by now, Asterian Products, they make the Asterian Aura VR headset stand. You can kind of see one in the background over on my shelf if you're here on the YouTube channel. But if you want one, you can go on Amazon, full code full dive 10 all one word. 
is going to give you 10% off. Make sure you check them out. But Nat, you've got some painful news for us about VR, don't you? Yes. Speaking of not getting your hopes up until a game is on your headset, Ubisoft has officially canceled development of Splinter Cell VR, which was announced back in September 2020 as a built-for-VR version of the early 2000s stealth action game. Along with some other game cancellations and delays, Ubisoft is reportedly working on cost-saving measures to allow more money to be allocated for bigger projects. So Assassin's Creed VR, for example, is still set for release, but we'll see what happens with that. So uh, with all the all the discussion we've already had about being sad about games being canceled. What, what are people's thoughts on this one? Was anyone really excited to see Splinter Cell in VR? I, I loved, I loved when it first came out way back in the day, I was like, this is a neat strategy. I mean, they were really like the first to, to do that stealthy kind of stuff. And you had, you mm-hmm. know, cool night vision. So, I mean, I, and what's crazy is I didn't think it wouldn't come out. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a little shocked. I, and I, you know, I chuckled when you said they're working on bigger projects because it's like, what's name me something bigger that's than VR at the moment, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, currently. So what bigger Good project point. do they have that's going to replace <laughs> dropping Splinter Cell? Resident Evil 4 remake was pretty big. I can't imagine Splinter Cell, if it was well done, would be any less. It's got a good mm-hmm. fan base. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's probably a, a love it or hate it fan base, but it was still a fan base. None, I mean. The aesthetics were always nice. The sounds were always quality. So I, I it's disappointing. Mm-hmm. I would just really like to know what was the what was the what's the big project that you killed this project for? I wonder if Ubisoft is just having some financial difficulties at the moment. That's what it kind of sounded like. And at least, I mean, they did cancel Splinter Cell VR, but at least Assassin's Creed VR is hopefully still going to be released. Um, and at least they didn't cancel all the art projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be the definite. We'll be changing our name to to something else in <laughs> yeah. the next six Selling months when licenses. someone buys us. Yeah, but no, I mean, <laughs> and they could even do that. They could just let someone else hold the license. But obviously, I, I don't disagree with you. They're probably struggling a little. But one would have to also say, where are they putting their money? If they're putting it in the desktop yeah. and PC only, then they're eventually squeezing a squeezed lemon already. Yeah, and I yeah. mean, you're 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 you've got a new market it's a growing market Mm -hmm. so it's not a dead market and it's not a decreased market so you need to make the investment in it for the future to to be sustainable because i believe there's going to be a day where what's the point of you know xbox or playstation if i can play it on my headset anyway Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of getting to that point well what's really weird though is i like okay so i was a much bigger assassin's creed fan than splinter cell personally but in terms of gameplay mechanics i mean i I think Assassin's Creed will be harder to do in VR because of how reliant it is on on the amount of parkour and yeah, climbing everything. You know, graphical. A, a big thing about Assassin's Creed is the graphics and the historical references. Maybe and like, that's the big project. All the revenues going into it, Assassin's Creed. It's just I feel like Splinter Cell would be the easier franchise to like, yeah, do in VR than something crazy like Assassin's Creed on the Quest. What? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll see what happens with that. I I'm also not holding my breath for Assassin's Creed VR. We'll yeah, I'm, we'll see. I'm a believer. Assassin's yeah. Creed's coming. I'm thinking it's farther in development that they can't. You know, you reach that point yeah. where you're financially upside down in it. Mm-hmm. So finish it. I don't think Rockstar's in that same financial situation because they milk GTA. That's that. How long has Still that been number money. one game on Steam? Still makes right. Money. 
<laughs> on all consoles. People have bought it like six times, Skyrim style. So it's, I don't think Rockstar's hurting the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not in that same. But I've bought the Grand Theft Auto games more times than I'd like to admit <laughs> at this point. But I'm kind of the weird one in this because I actually never played Splinter Cell or Assassin's Creed. It was kind of they both got big kind of in the time where I'd taken a hiatus from gaming. And it's like VR is what brought me back. VR is what got me back into gaming and excited. But for me, any any major name, I want to see it come to VR because I was excited. I was like, oh, I know people love Splinter Cell. I'm going to get to play it for the first time now in VR. And I couldn't wait for that. And here we are getting the absolutely most disappointing news possible <laughs> that it's just cut. And for me, I love stealth games, too. So this was like mm-hmm. I was so excited because I've never tried it. I'm going to try it in VR stealth. And now it's like, oh, Assassin's Creed. I'm still excited because it seems like people love the game and it's cool. But just like you said, how how do you jump off of a building into a hay bale and not end up getting sick in VR <laughs> doing that? They've got a big problem to solve. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we've seen stealth games done before. I mean, we just reviewed yeah. Twilight Zone VR, which one of the gameplay elements in one of the episode is stealthy. It's it's done. It's not the most complicated where like, you know, Assassin's Creed. Eh, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of elements. We'll see. Who knows? Yeah. But right now, nobody heard it. Hopefully by next week, it doesn't get killed. So Yeah. <laughs> don't need another gut punch from them. <laughs> We got we got another news in the gaming realm, but Stratus, do you want to take your headphones off for the next five minutes or are you willing <laughs> to kind of talk through what we've seen in this Red Matter 2 trailer? How are you feeling? I will I will suck it up because admittingly I have heard plenty of audio discussion about yeah, everything that they, they showed. I just refuse to look at it with my own eyes. That's yeah. all. But he's my ears are open. Yeah. He's, he's I've heard, heard the, the hype. hype. I heard the hype when we interviewed um, uh, Chris Pruitt. Chris Pruitt. And I'm like, oh man. It's really going to be that good. If he's saying it's going to be that good, it has to be that good. Yeah, so. when the, the, the director of the, the content ecosystem on Meta is saying, hey, this one really pushes the graphics on the Quest 2. Hint, yeah. hint, not judge. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, all, I'm, I'm open to discussion. Okay. Okay. Well, for those of you out there who haven't heard of this yet, Red Matter 2 is set to launch August 18th. That's not very far away. And if you aren't familiar, it's a space adventure game. It takes place in a dystopian Cold War. And Red Matter 1 is kind of this game that's known in the Quest community as like, man, if you want to show somebody what a Quest game looked like, it looked really good. Red Matter 1 was a game that a lot of people used for that. So now with Red Matter 2, they've dropped a video on YouTube. It's a technical showcase showing off what the graphics are going to do that are powered by the Unreal Engine. Uh, And I've got to say, like seeing the video, it's only like a minute, minute and a half long. So if you haven't seen it out there and you're listening to this and you're okay with a spoiler or two, I'd say go watch it. But I mean, you're talking particle reflections, ray tracing. There's a part where they have like a bottle of vodka and they set it on some on top of like a tablet or something. And then they wiggle the tablet and you can not only see the water wiggling, but you can see the reflections from the room through the water, changing the lighting inside of the water, which is probably the moment in the video that I was like, Mm. wow, there's a lot of detail put into this i mean there is a part that shows off the new optimized metahumans and there's like a person's face talking which probably was the part that i was like okay that that's still no game <laughs> even like uh the quarry that just came out no game still gets mouth movements right there's just too many micro muscles in our faces <laughs> to get that perfect but it's definitely looks like it's gonna push the quest to graphical capabilities probably to its limit i'm a little concerned about frame rates and stuff but we'll get into that more so uh scruffles you watch the video too good to be true, but I'm I believe it so far. I mean, they've posted a couple couple trailers. The one that you just referenced, which is the the real highlight, where they show like, exactly what you said these different graphical features. That I mean, it sounds like they're the first ones to really 
rolled them out on the quest too and they built them up from the ground up sounds like they they did a lot of attention to detail so i mean there's that trailer but before that they posted one that i don't know if it was on pc vr or quest but it looks pretty damn similar to the second one that was just on the quest i'm like ah it's too good to be true um you know we're dropping a review spoiler of red matter the first one you know trying to before the the second one drops and you know we have that one ready i haven't had any frame rate drops on the first one I, i'd be very shocked from the developers if they put out you know a clunky game so it just seems too good to be true to be able to have all these graphical things and not have any quality of life issues i just don't mm-hmm. see how but i mean i don't think that chris Pruitt would be on you know saying like hey check this one out with such a high standard of of content mm. if it's clunky you know they i'm i'm excited i'm excited to say the least I'm excited to. I'm excited when I'll be able to see it. Yeah, <laughs> after you've played it, yes. and then and Nat, you're not afraid of a slight spoiler here. You watched the video. What did you think? Mm-hmm. I thought it looked really amazing. I honestly, when the meta humans came on, I was just laughing because I <laughs> I felt like they looked pretty not amazing, especially the mouth movements. Like you said, it was really off. Um, I don't think they look very human like. But I guess I mean. VR is always going to be a little behind on graphics compared to like PC because there's so much more that goes into VR graphics. It's for both your eyes and all that. So it's, it's difficult to get that. I think it's pretty good for, you know, what we've seen thus far for VR. Everything else looks really amazing. You know, looking through glass and all, all that kind of thing. The graphics look awesome. I am concerned also about it being on quest 2 specifically because we've tried lots of different headsets the quest is really great but it's not extremely beefy so i i'm a little concerned too about what's going to happen when you actually try it if there's going to be any hiccups there but we'll only know once it comes out (laughs) yeah again too good to be true but you know vertical (laughs) robot has that that you know quality standards that they set themselves and the way they're hyping it up, they seem to be, they're mm-hmm. posting on Reddit pretty braggadocious. Like, Hey, we're, we got this thing ready to go and it's smooth and it, it, it sounds too good to be true, but I just, I don't know. Like you, I, I stay optimistic. I mean, I stay uh, ready I, I, to not be disappointed. Having seen nothing, yeah. but only heard everyone's jaw dropping responses to every second of, of either gameplay or footage that they're, they're leaking out. It's like, I mean, they're setting themselves up for a massive failure if it's not absolutely <laughs> everything. And and truthfully, I mean, just like anything else, I mean, you give 10 different auto teams, 10 different engines, and they're all exactly the same. Two years later, they're, they're going to be a lot more horsepower coming out of those engines yeah. with the same parts. It's yeah, just they, they know how to, that's how technology, I think, until my face is suntanned from the heat coming <laughs> off the unit, I think there's more to squeeze. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's something that we talked yeah. about a lot in that interview is like games take two years on average, these VR games to, to make. So it's like all the things that we got on the Quest 2 that first year it was out. Two the, years ago. The Quest 2 wasn't even out when it started in development. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's we're just now seeing developers who they had the Quest 2 when the game was, you know, still on just a whiteboard concept. And I, I agree. I don't think that they should probably focus too much on realistic facial movement because like. To get that in VR is one thing, but I, I don't even play that many console games that really nail mouth movement yeah. good at all. Like, mm-hmm. example, Red Dead Redemption, that's a big one. I mean, it's not like it's photorealistic with the the voice matching the mouth movement. So if people aren't doing it on consoles really 
with like high budgets, I don't have the expectation of it in VR. There are amazing things though that developers can do to make graphics look really great because even on PSVR that's super old at this point, things can look pretty amazing. So yeah, you know, it could be really amazing and could not affect frame rates because the devs are just that good. We're hoping. We're hoping. <laughs> I think we're all we're hoping. hoping. <laughs> we're all hoping. Yep, exactly. Like any gamer, you've been burned before, so you don't believe it till you see it. So yeah, if it's if there is frame rate drops and stuff, you know, it's not the first time I've been burned. Won't be the last. <laughs> Uh, well, it's it's a game that looks like it's going to hopefully turn some heads and get more people into VR, of course. We're going to be talking about some VR games that we've been playing lately. We've got to tell you one last time. If you don't know Asterian products, go check them out. They're high-quality universal VR headset stands up, RGB lighting. You can put any headset on it. It's universal, and it looks perfect in any environment. You can go on their website if you want to see it directly from them, AsterianProducts.com. And if you use code FULLDIVE, you're going to get five dollars off any order 19.99 or more now one of my favorite vr games of late has been demio i have spent more hours than i'd like to admit playing demio and it sounds like you are also fans over there so i want to hear from you guys rough talk first have you played the new curse of the serpent update Yes, and we are Mr. Moneybags in that one with taking all the sand and everything like that to get as much money as we can. No, you, we've we've been loving it since launch, really. Yeah, that was our first ever episode, actually. First episode ever was, was oh, Demon. Was nice. Demon, yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. 100 and something episodes ago. We were so set that Pop 1 was going to be our first episode, but then Demio dropped like two weeks before we started the podcast, and like that's all we played. We're like, how can we do Couldn't Pop stop yes. playing it. Yeah. And it still holds. <laughs> to this day, they, they just keep adding to it and making it better and better. For free. That's something yep. that they deserve mm-hmm. so much credit for. If yep. anybody ever sees that price tag and goes, well, that seems a little high for just a co-op dungeon crawler, blah, blah, blah. No. It, they've never added content and charged for it. You know, the heroes hang out, the painting the pieces. What, <laughs> painting what, the pieces yes. is awesome. What book is this now at this point? Like four? Yep. Four out of five. I'll give them credit. So yeah, we've played. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we the, like it. You love the new class too. Yeah. So I've, I've got nothing bad to ever say about Mm-hmm. You know, they just seem like good people. They they're loving their product. It just seems to get bigger and bigger. Everybody who ever I've never met anybody who's ever played it that hasn't been like this is freaking fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I say yeah. it all the time. That that's our AAA studios: Resolution, Vertigo, Fast Travel, End Dreams, mm-hmm. uh, Cloudhead Games. All those. That's our EA, our Activision, our Respawn. Mm-hmm. For where we are, yeah, yeah, and I'll, I'll hold them sure. on that pedestal forever. You know, they're really getting the industry there, and you see it in Demio. That's one of the best mm-hmm. games on yeah, the store. Tight graphics, great sound. We're still trying. If you guys can ever figure out who the uh, the, voice the voiceover is. is, that female voiceover, that the kind of narrator, she's in Cookout as well. She was in Cookout. Yes. And it seems so wrong. Yeah, to hear that voice. In we cookout. went in. And we were like, "Wait, what? <laughs> How do I know that <laughs> this voice? This is supposed yeah. to be." We want that voice for our intro so bad. Just cannot find who that person is. Drive me nuts. But no, that fantastic game and every update they every update they've done has always had the player in mind. So. Mm-hmm. So true. What's, what's to yeah. say, Ben? Yeah, Demio. For those of you out there, it's hard to imagine if you've been listening to our podcast or if you've been in VR, you don't know Demio. As Scruffles mentioned, it is a co-op dungeon crawler, but a lot of people say it's kind of like a simpler version of playing Dungeons and Dragons with friends. Basically, you got a top-down view of a game board. You can go up to, with up to four people total. You pick different hero classes that have their own different capabilities, and you're trying to explore these dungeons, find your way through, and then beat the boss at the end. And this 
it is so much more than the sum of its parts though. Like, I don't know a way to describe Demio that makes it as good as it is. I'll tell you guys rough talk here. I've told this story on the podcast before, but basically my story with Demio was I'd heard about what it was and I don't, I never play games like this in real life. I was not ever going to get this game. And my buddy potato Batman, he really wanted to make a video on it. And I was like, look, here's the deal. I will email the developers if they send me a code, I'll play it one time with you so that I can make this video with you. And then I'm going to shelve this game forever. And they sent me the code and I spent, I don't even want to, I played even single player skirmishes <laughs> by myself for like a month. I was obsessed with this game and I felt so guilty for having like not wanted to buy it that I like gifted several copies to people because I just felt so bad that I like stiffed the developers in that way. <laughs> but I was the biggest turnaround story on what I thought Demio was. So those of you out there who are like, I don't play board games. I don't care about this kind of stuff. You might want to give Demio a try. It's, it's so good. It's so good. It's amazing. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the the specific things in the update, like the new playable character? That's what I call it a playable character. But I don't know the <laughs> class and term. yeah. The new class. Um, and you can now play um with two people and each person can play two of the classes. So you can get a full roster even with just two people. Yeah, that's a really cool update. And stuff. Well, Rough Talk, why don't you kind of tell us what were your impressions because you've played it a lot. It sounds like this new update. Some people said it was a little easy they thought, but they still really loved the new storytelling. What did you think about it? So, <laughs> you know, we put in some hours in it. As you can tell, we probably by my next statement, we don't put in the most hours in it in comparison to some people. I don't find it too easy and I'm actually uh mm -hmm. It seemed like before this update, it followed the trend of they call like each new dungeon, I guess, a, a book. So it seemed like every book was getting harder than the last one. For me, I'm glad to see a more moderately difficult one. And it wasn't too easy for me either. So I don't think it was too easy. I, I'm glad that we're getting like another one that's more on par with book one in terms of difficulty. And uh I, he, you know, Stratus over here loves the new class. I stick with the Guardian the whole time. I love. I just, well, I got to try anything that mm -hmm. they put in, but yeah, they have that's the, why having the ability to play two player and be multiple. Yeah, I think that was our number one request mm -hmm. when the game first dropped, along with save features, which they've since added. But you know, because you yes. play multiplayer before, each person can only control one. It's two people just trying to do everything, but only controlling two pieces. It would make sense for each person to be able to control two. And now they added that, mm -hmm. so that's huge. Mm -hmm. And I definitely don't think it's been dumbed down to make it too easy i no, still you i laugh still right away but the, our play style is to go into every square inch of whatever yep. dungeon we're in so we're not Same. going from we like, like to key to door it's like i want everything mm -hmm. that can possibly yeah. get all that gold you got to get the good cards <laughs> but I, i've always <laughs> described demio as and i think someone actually gave me a little slack but it's holding true is like demio is what i wish dnd &D was ah. and then more people would play dnd &D. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the complexity of the whole setup and all that, it's just. Yeah, so, D&D diehards will kill yeah, you for that whatever. statement. In, but, but in my head. Full dive does not endorse this. <laughs> this <laughs> statement is solely on yes. his own. No, and it's like, because I played it back in the, the you know, yeah, the it can 70s. Be a lot and to it's get like, into. damn, it's so much work. And you got to remember all this stuff right. and dice and all yep. this where. Demio, you can you can jump in, you mm -hmm. can try, you can figure yep. out, and and mentally you don't have to picture like make believe battles. And if anything, it might actually be simple enough to get somebody more interested in those complex, you know, like classic D and D and stuff. You know, just a little training wheel. That's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and oh, it's just so awesome. Like, I I haven't heard from anyone that they don't like that you're like looking at kind of a game board and 
I mean, not Ooh. really a game dork, but kind of, and that you're not like in it, like doing the battling yourself, but it really immerses you so much in the story that I don't think it's necessary to like be in it and be like, eh, actually attacking, you know, for yourself. You're I, not swinging a sword yourself. Yeah, yeah. Your character yeah. is doing that. Nope, I, I totally love it. But the game pieces, they're animated. Yeah. So it, it feels like you're seeing a game still it doesn't feel like you're just playing a board game in VR. And they do good with the yeah. amount of controls, like for, you know, zooming in or zooming out or yes. rotating the board. And I mean, you have pretty, pretty full function yeah i don't think every game needs to be this first person i mean this game's first person just in general i don't think everything needs to be a first person hack em slash em shooter to right. be enjoyable in vr like yes. you know even eternal starlight it's a third person real-time strategy game in space i loved it because it proved that you can do that in vr and guess what i sat down the whole time you can even use hand tracking you know same thing with demio you can play with your flat screen friends you know for people still in the mm -hmm. last generation they can go fire up on the computer and, and join you in vr so it's <laughs> Some cool stuff coming from Resolution. The the new class, I think we referenced that they have like a dog that follows you that gets stronger yes. as you kill things. Yeah, that's the best. They have sand that has enough ratio of dropping gold that we still destroy it all, but sometimes they drop scorpions and other enemies. Mm -hmm. So some cool new stuff. The maps, I, I like the difficulty too. So nothing but props on this new update. Yeah. And then there's the, the dude. I don't know. I, I don't remember what his name is. But there's the dude that you can like trade cards with. Oh, yeah. Those new things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a guy that's like he's got a shop and he's looking for these golden scarabs you try and yes. find. You can sell them to him. There's now instead of always only finding chests as point of interest where you get cards, there's like a little potion stand that you can now discover throughout the level somewhere. And if you get that, everybody gets a potion, which is usually a really good card. Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of forced you to want to explore more for yeah. those people who actually just moved quickly through the dungeons. It's so cool. And I love how it looks, too. It's like this desert um, environment that just looks really cool and is like has all these new things. Like, I love the little the sand where you're like, you don't know what you're going to get. It's mm -hmm. it's just so fun. Risk and, and reward. I feel like we should go around really quickly and say what our favorite class is. Your favorite class to play is. Yes. Yeah. We already I, heard Guardian. Guardian Scruffles. for Scruffles. Stratus, you said you try everything new, but is what is your go to? If you have to pick your class, I'm always like, an, I'm always an archer. Mm -hmm. Nice. Always. Yeah. Archer, ranger, whatever the game calls for. But for some reason, I like the, uh, that line of sight is ruthless. Yeah, it's yes. ridiculous. So that was, that's, that's always been my, until they upgraded with new characters and Demio, especially that was always my go-to no deviation on that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, for me, it was the hunter, the archer for a long time. Although I do really like the warlock now. I've been playing around with that. I love the Kana, your pet. If it's a dog or a tiger, whatever it is, I love that. But it is, you have to be pretty, you have to have a strategy with that one. You know, there are some characters that you can go in and just brute force your way through. That one, it's a little complex to play. And for me, who never played these kind of, you know, class level board games, it took a lot of learning. But mm -hmm. I do like the Warlock a lot now. Matt. My favorite is the Assassin. <laughs> I love all the catchphrases. Like, let me open that vein for you. <laughs> and just like the power, like you do that backstab and you can be like the the brute force. You can sneak around. No one can see you. You can get all the gold for everyone. You can kind of sneak off from the group and still be safe. So but then just psh, backstab getting all those like high level enemies. So the assassin is always my go to and my favorite. And when I play another class, I'm like, oh, I miss backstab. <laughs> backstab. 
<laughs> yeah, I think the assassin's underrated too. Yeah, like you said, played able, well. It's it's a game changer. Being able to go mm-hmm. off on your own just a little bit and still, but st- you really got to time. Mm-hmm. Yes, time each round pretty well for the. I just like being able to heal four shield every. Oh, your your guy's a brute. I'll just move myself yeah. in front of an just enemy. A tank. You come in behind with the ranger. I just <laughs> eat the damage and you shoot him from a distance. Field day. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, and it can it can also depend on like the combination of classes that you're playing and stuff. That's what we've seen a lot for different um the different books or the different dungeons. Different classes in combination work better to get through it than others. So yeah. So many layers to how you can play the game, and it's really awesome. If you're out there and you've been thinking about it, I, I think obviously all of us here would say you've got to check out Demio. <laughs> Demio! Uh, how, I don't know, you, you said your podcast has been going on for a year, but how long have you been in VR, the two of you? Have you been in this since like 2015, like more recently when the Quest came out? When they dropped the, the Quest, Quest 2. Too, yeah, I've been an well, onlooker. Like pretty much the day they dropped it, we were. that's when... Because we were debating whether to get a quest, but then the rumors of the quest too. So mm-hmm. it was just a simple matter of mm. let's hold off two months and we'll have the, so pretty much release a quest too. Yeah. I'll never forget yeah. my sister's boyfriend just got a quest. I go over his house. I try Beat Saber and then yes. he's so happy about his quest. And then the next, I don't even know if a full seven days went by mm-hmm. officially the quest two dropped like the announcement of it. And he was so <laughs> sorry. He was like, I would have waited. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, sorry, man. I'm, I'm, I'm on, sc- the, quest I'm on the quest too. Yeah. So, but I've been, I'm looking on it since uh, the Kickstarter days. I mean, I mean, I've been, I just never had a gaming PC that could handle VR. Mm. So, you know, I'm 26. So you, you do the math. I wasn't exactly rolling in money to afford <laughs> a gaming PC and a VR headset at that time. So I, I was an onlooker, but standalone VR with a go dropped. I still was an onlooker. Quest one dropped. I should have went on then, but I was an onlooker. But you were smart to wait. <laughs> oh man, I was mm-hmm. I was looking with like not even one eye open. I was I was intently looking, but then the quest two dropped and it was a no brainer. And I think we've mm-hmm. missed very few days since. Nice. That's that's really cool. So we've actually been in since uh, the Gear VR days way back in the day where you shoved your phone into a headset. <laughs> but interestingly, there was one game because we both got free Gear VRs with our phone upgrades. There was one multiplayer game that we played together by Cortopia Studios called Wands on the Gear VR. And basically this game Wands, you're, you know, you're a wizard or a warlock or whatever you are, and you have a wand in your hand that can cast spells and you're in an arena against the other person and you would have to turn your head because it was a gear VR. You didn't have a controller on this back then. You turn your head and face the person and then you'd shoot a spell at him and it was really cool way to battle and we loved this back in you know 2015 i want to say when you're playing this well apparently they the same studio has come out with another game now and you know about this game rough talk uh why don't you tell us and our listeners what wands alliances is because i guess it's from them so i'm excited because i haven't played wands in a very long time yeah geez i feel like we should get our costumes out when we reviewed wands alliance we got in full, yeah, full wizard gear and stuff nice. oh. <laughs> they, got, they got very high ratings from us all, yeah. all around. What I will say, too, is, uh, I mean, for anybody who's curious about Wands, though, the one-on-one version, that is on the Quest as well. You can get it on the Quest mm-hmm. store. Uh, I had a great time with the, the first Wands on the Quest, but Wands Alliance. Wands Alliance is where it's at. That's a 3v3 multiplayer one. So we've been doing okay. me, Stratus, and our, our friend in real life, Caleb, who is, you know, he's not on the podcast, but he seems to be a wizard at any game we pick up. He's like, well, he always picks the character we don't want to be. Yeah, so he's the <laughs> healer in that game. It's the truth. Yeah. 
props to him. He takes the role yep. of the healer, which we didn't talk about this on our podcast review of Alliance, but the healer is the underrated beast in no, we did. Alliance. Mm. But um, so it's three v three. There's three different style classes with two characters per class. There's like in a more like attack heavy one, a more tank heavy one, more defense oriented, and then the healer. So three v three, you do the math. It's single elimination, or you have this thing called an omega that you have to try to like plant it into the other side's team if you're the attacker and then after four rounds it switches now you're the defender and you have to try to stop them from doing it but same same battle concept as wands one you know you're shooting different spells each class has different types of spells it can have you customize your loadout but pretty simple it's 3v3 combat with almost like a plant the flag type gameplay element i guess you could say Uh, i I compared it to like counter strike old old counter strike you're just planting Mm -hmm. a bomb and the other team diffuses the bomb but Fast I, action. You need some really good teamwork if yeah. you want to have any. Like you want to be good at it. Great community. No problem finding matches. Yeah, even the the, the, the young crowd that it's that's vacation. on summer break yeah. right now is still kind of good <laughs> attitude after throwing a good solid ass whooping your way. Yep. Or or when we you know we have yeah. a really good win rate. That's probably the one game that we play that I think we're the best at. You know, we love pop one, but we don't win no, a bunch like of fourteen percent win rate. Mm-hmm. A lot of losses there. <laughs> Versus wands? like eighty percent. Yeah, wands were we're doing good to the point that uh we've had some friendly little trash talk and scheduling a match <laughs> against the 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 publishers and the developers mm-hmm. of it. So the publishers is uh Beyond Frames Entertainment and it's made by Cortopia. So the way it's looking is that we're gonna face the CEO and two developers of his choice. You know what? He can pick whoever. Ooh. And then we're gonna throw him a, a whooping. You know, we're we're just ironing oh, out uh, uh you know, hey, I'm not actually thinking we're gonna necessarily beat the developers we play developers in some i don't know you've been talking so much smack dude i'm I'm trying to like i'm I'm envisioning the most massive beatdown i'm ever going to experience in a video game and it's going to be because you're you're doing a lot of trash talking let's be real i've played we played loco dojo against a developer got whooped but it was kind of competitive it was actually decently competitive we played bocce time we got whooped, but it was decently competitive. So you're saying we're inching closer. We're, and we're definitely a lot better at Wands Alliance than we are at Bocce Time True. and True. Loco Dojo. No, it's a great game. It's, th- I've actually enjoyed it a lot more than I... I think they're on vacation in Europe. Yeah. You know, it's like things are hot. Are they really playing VR? We're practicing. We're running strategies, you know. <laughs> it's our time to shine, baby. I think we got this. Oh, my gosh. I Man, you've sold me. Where? How do I buy tickets? I want to see this now. Uh <laughs> Don't bet money. Don't bet money. Are you going to stream the game? No, I'm quite sure yeah. that the developer is going to stream it. And yeah, we'll record it and we'll post it. And, uh, nice. you know, we'll try to do some friendly banter and talk with them. The thing is that there's like a minute like break in between like games. So I'd, mm-hmm. I'd ideally like to do a best of three. So at the most, we get kind of like two, two, three minutes to talk to them. So I'd like to do another podcast interview with them in the future separately, but I think we really got to do this match. I think it'll yeah, it's come to a head. Nice. <laughs> Maybe sometime we can get the podcast super group back together, and you guys can play against us. We have one more host, Lipnox VR. We can see. I mean, we haven't played it yet, so you will definitely whoop us. But it <laughs> we played probably old be ones. So we got the yeah, it could be the old crew versus the new crew. <laughs> Oh, that'd be fun because mm-hmm. we got our third. So yeah, we, we can, got our. Third we can together. do wands anytime. Yeah, that one we can pull off. If you guys okay, have we're it, set you know, this up. find which class. What I'll say is honestly, uh, it, they give you level ups pretty quickly, so you get unlocks all the way up to I think level eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, 
And, you know, every class has different unlocks it can get. So like my last unlock, it was actually at level 20. I got a sentinel, like a turret you could put on one of the, the lamp areas because nice. it's teleporting movement, which I usually hate, but it works really good for this game. And I don't think it would work otherwise. Um, yeah, just play through, get to level 20 quick, find your favorite class, your favorite loadout, and then just run strategies from there. It's hard to really like commit to a strategy when you still have more to unlock, you know, but they're pretty generous with, with the rate of unlocks. Mm-hmm. Jay is an amazing team leader, so oh, well, don't oversell me. <laughs> you Once. are. Whenever we play Demio, he's always like, "Okay, this person That's over important. here, this person over there." Yeah, he, I think you you need to have everybody on the same page of at least understanding. I'm going because there's two different spots you can place or defend the Omega uh, A or B Alpha Bravo. You know, you can you, you can't just all split up and assume that you know what's going on. You need somebody or at least two people communicating and saying, hey, let's all go B. I'm going to go plant it on A. I see one person here. You need that in that game. Otherwise, you get smoked by eight year olds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, my my next question was going to be about the mechanics. You started to touch on there because old ones you teleported from point to point. You had a button where you could duck for cover because this was a three degrees headset. This wasn't mm-hmm. a six degree. You couldn't just actually duck. So like you said, you're still teleporting. How big are the arenas? How much space do you really have to move around? And is there like a cooldown on teleporter? Can you just instantly jump point to point? How does that all work? Three different maps, right? And they're pretty freaking big. They're yeah, I'd pretty I'd say they're pretty average to what you'd expect for you know, it's not like you're gonna In a be room. teleporting twenty times to get to a spot or no, but there probably is a total of probably like twenty or twenty five different lamp spots. Oh yeah, throughout each yeah, you're just teleporting from lamp to lamp, but there doesn't seem to be much of a cool down because mm-hmm. I'll double fist. I'll teleport to one lamp with my right hand and do mm-hmm. it again instantly to my left. The only thing okay. that's you know, because you use the word instantly, uh just to clarify, it's not an instant teleport. It's not like you point at the the lamp and you pull the trigger and instantly go spider-man teleport yeah you can you see this like this line shoot out and then once it Mm -hmm. hooks then it'll kind of like teleport you over so there's not so much a cooldown, but the quickest you can do it is probably like two seconds it probably takes what you say maybe a second not even yeah sometimes time how long it actually is in competitive games is hard to gauge because you're worried about getting shot at too so the map size is pretty generous there's three different maps and there's things to hide behind and and duck and stuff just be careful because not everything that you think will protect you will fully protect you yeah the shrapnel type situations mm-hmm. we'll say if yeah. you can see mm-hmm. through it at all the, that means magic can get through it okay gotcha. strategy and teamwork will definitely win you in that game mm-hmm. <laughs> are you physically ducking if there is an actual yeah. barrier yes. yep yeah you can you can actually move but if you know like and you'll see it coming at you, but certain projectiles are going to cause additional damage, whether you're hiding or not. So even if you hide, you're still going to take a little chunk of damage. But general weapons that might come straight at you, you could actually duck and dodge them. Yeah, because you have okay. some weapons that are projectiles, like exactly yeah. what you're saying. But then there's some area of effect ones, like there's a really good like storm cloud one where it places a cloud over a lamppost. And uh, if it doesn't matter where you are, if you're on that lamppost, you're eating damage. Then there's mm-hmm. turrets that you can put on lampposts that that occupy that as well so there's there's a, a good variety of spells that you can't just duck and dodge everything but it definitely does play a factor nice that's that sounds really cool because original wands was similar it had a lot of same ideas but you were 1v1 uh and so what i would do is i try and like get them in a in their 
position, I'd be in the next one. And the one they would teleport, you could like drop the storm cloud there. So it basically pin them in place. Mm -hmm. And then you could be just attacking them and they had nowhere to go. So it sounds like now you're doing the same thing, but you're doing it with a whole team. So, you know, can you position your three people around one person to get them quickly taken out? It sounds like a lot of thinking and teamwork is involved in this. So I really like that. And placing the Omega is big too. So it's not just kill all of them. So it's depending on, you know, a lot of the kids seem like they're just obsessed with kills, but mm. you kills you know, are how you win. <laughs> yeah, you can win without killing anybody. Or our favorites placing the omega, then killing all three of the people before the countdown's done. Because after you place the omega, <laughs> it has to stay for forty five seconds. This is a mm. long, long time in a game like this. Yeah. Long time defensive thing. Well, it sounds really cool. I'm excited for what you've got coming up with that. And speaking of what you've got coming up, you know, a lot of our listeners here, they obviously love VR podcast. And if they don't know you this first time hearing you tell us, obviously, where can they find you? What have you got coming up? This is just your time. Tell us all about yourselves so that everybody out there wants to come over and listen to you too. Uh, rough talk VR. That's, I guess I'll spell it. So somebody doesn't type in the word, like <laughs> the texture is rough. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's R U F F. Uh, and then talk ruff, VR ruff. and rough. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like a dog rough. Uh, <laughs> our podcast producer, Reggie, who's the official podcast pooch. He's usually in shot. He's taking a nap on the other side of the room. So I'll leave, leave him be. <laughs> um, yeah. Rough like a dog. So rough talk VR. Uh, again, father, son podcast, just reviewing Oculus all social West. media, TikTok, YouTube. Yeah. That's Facebook. That, that's the name on Facebook, IG. everything. And then exactly what you guys said, you can find us on YouTube, obviously, but most people listen on audio and we're available on every podcast platform. Just go ahead, type in rough talk VR. You'll find us on Apple podcast, Spotify, overcast, Google, all that fun stuff. Ghana. And then we have official uh, subreddit. Yeah. I mean, we were talking a little off air. You said, you, you know, Hey, on, on, on Reddit. Yeah. We have official <laughs> uh, subreddit server. So go, go on Reddit, type in rough talk VR and you'll, I think we're up to like what two, almost 250 people now. So it's nice. growing. doesn't yeah. seem like much, but you know, we, I remember, when, I remember when it was it. 10 people. Mm hmm. You know, yeah. So yeah, day by day. That's huge for a VR podcast subreddit. I mean, that's yeah. big. So yeah, that's really mm -hmm. cool. Got a Discord server too. We got a the Reddit and Discord's a lot of fun. We got a couple good members who keep us on our toes. They count the amount of times we say hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, things guy, that things guy, that we might be saying too much. Yeah, this one of our members. <laughs> dude, he'll, things uh, too much. He'll take some memorable moments. So the subreddit's a lot of fun. Some game meetups, all that stuff. Nice, nice. nice. Well, that's really awesome. Obviously, whether you're here listening or whether you're on YouTube, we'll have links in the show notes or the description so you can make sure and get straight over there and find these guys right away because we've had a lot of fun here. If you know us, we have our Discord server where we get our Q&A questions from. So come on, check us out there. You can provide suggestions on what we do, who we talk to, who we interview, all that. And if you want to take it a step further, of course, you can support us on Patreon, which actually is pretty much covering our production costs at this point so everything from our amazing sponsor goes towards equipment and everything else that we can do to make this a better experience for all of you out there i just want to say one more time thank you so much rough talk this has been super fun and awesome no i had Yay. an absolute blast i appreciate it a lot yeah and asterion's very good we actually have their stand as well so i'll give them i nice. highly recommend that highly as recommend well that. smiled when you were saying it yeah we love asterion so much our all of our like little blurbs for Assyrian are very genuine because we're like, oh, Assyrian, mm -hmm. they're great. <laughs> yep, no, they're yeah, definitely they, legit. They, they always support and help us any way we need. So yeah, we really like them. Hey, if you're out there, if you're listening, remember you can come see the Rough Talk crew here on YouTube. Of course, if you're on YouTube, you can take us anywhere, and apparently their podcast as well. Take them anywhere you want to go. Rate, review, and subscribe both our podcasts if you have the time and you love us that much because it means a lot. And we just got to say, if you're thinking about VR, you know, and you've been, oh, what is it time? It's time. 
to just dive on in. Dive on in! 